0: Hello and welcome to SPS Unscripted, a podcast between two friends who have never met, living in opposite ends of the UK, connected by a rare neurological disease called Stiff Person Syndrome. Our journey to Soul Sisterhood started via messages, supportive messages, which has now grown into a wonderful journey of empathy, encouragement and and learning to live the best version of ourselves. Join your hosts, Ellen and M, for some cosy chit chat. Pour yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable, as we discuss all things life. Hello and welcome back. In today's podcast, we are discussing how it feels and how we adopt coping strategies. When someone speaks the words, you don't look sick, implying that what we're experiencing is fictitious. Four words which have lasting psychological and emotional consequences. But before we touch upon this sensitive um, topic, I shall say hello to my lovely friend Lindsay and allow her to start, as always, with a beautiful inspirational quote. So good morning, Lindsay. How are you? Good morning.
1: Um, I am. I'm. I'm well. All is well. Good. <laughs> shall, shall we
0: say through gritted teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Hanging on with a tightrope, but we're here. Oh no, all is well. All is well. <laughs> it's just been a little
1: bit of a challenging week for both concerned. I think, sweetheart, hasn't hit. You know, it's, health. Yeah. wise it um, it has been. It has. But let's start this with a beautiful moment (laughs) of living the present, do all things that need to be done, do all the good you can each day, the future will unfold, which is very apt because um, Em and I were talking this morning before we started recording of um, being present, being in the moment, living life for now <laughs> not worrying mm-hmm. about you know what's to come mm-hmm. um certainly not thinking about what was um although we will need to touch on that I think to be able to move through this mm-hmm. podcast to be able mm-hmm. to connect with you know with um the beautiful souls that are listening
0: um yes. so so it it's been a, a podcast Lindsay that I think We've almost been trying to dodge we've we've spoken about this haven't we <laughs> yes but it's somewhere as we have grown and certainly grown together that we try to avoid almost the the negative aspects or the the darker elements of the beginning of our journeys and trying to remain within the light we talk about our daisy chains and you know our feet in the grass but and we laugh that off, but it is a state that we really do try to remain within because it serves us um, yes. ve- very much, as you say. I, I think just to be row, 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 we gently down the stream. <laughs> That's because we're talking about holidays. <laughs> we were, yes. Speaking of, of feet yeah. in the grass, you know,
1: what yeah. was I saying to you about this, this tiny little shepherd's hut, but, you know, surrounded by mountains? Yeah. and wildlife and to be able to wake up in the morning and pop your feet in the grass you know let reconnect heart soul reconnect yeah. and i'm yeah. sure as you say you know that will serve you lindsay and um hopefully you'll feel much better <laughs> you know so yeah. take
0: the leap take the leap go do it my friend take the leap invest in your health and i think mm where we've both been this week I think sometimes we do need to be raw and open with regards to what it takes to record these podcasts and in particular when it becomes a rather sensitive topic to our- ourselves and I anticipate our, our listeners or our unscriptors as yes. you <laughs> and I were having yes. that, <laughs> that, you know, it, we, we were in a bit of a kind of um up and down state this week and I think I was either as I said to you I'm either going to flip or I'm going to flop and I flopped and I (laughs) I asked you I was like can we go to the seashells come with me to the seashells Lindsay let's walk in the white sand and into the blue waters and you're like oh yeah I want to be there with you I'm on my way I'm like don't pack a suitcase we'll just make bikinis out of shells (laughs) Oh, what a sight that would be! Oh, behold a sight, two brazen beauties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in all seriousness, um, this is a this is a a topic. It's a taboo topic, I think, within society. It's a topic where we very much live in a technological, social media um, world. Well, we, we can choose to or not, and I certainly dabble in and out, but I, I restrict myself now um, with regards to what I read and what I um, allow in into my inner self. But when you reach a stage where you aren't feeling well, um, you have an active disease or your mental health is very poor or you you, know, you have suddenly had this diagnosis landed upon you and your world is in a tailspin and perhaps at that stage it's either showing on your face or it isn't now why am I by talking of social media because in social media I, I used to think how ironic and almost hypocritical it was with people sharing be kind mental health awareness hashtag mental health awareness mm-hmm. but actually when it came to it Um, when it came down to the nitty gritty within a more personable level people aren't as understanding and I I don't want this to be a negative podcast I think we do need to acknowledge the ugly truth of what and then and then how to move through it yeah I think we, we, we need to say hang on with us listeners because Lindsay and I have walked this path, and indeed, perhaps you have too, that are perhaps listeners who have walked the path too and are saying, yes, there is a way through this. And I it, know, yeah. sorry, I'm, I, I know of a few people
1: who have contacted me or mm-hmm. indirectly spoken to me, you know, but via social media um, and said, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for saying, It's okay to stop, to rest. Thank you. Because within myself, in, in my own mind, I am giving myself a bit of a bashing of you're lazy. You need to get up and sort this out. Or quite sadly, very, very sadly, people in their own family, whether it be a spouse or a child or um people who you saw as your friends mm-hmm. like these these wonderful people they come in and they say Lindsay thank you because it almost gives them permission to be able to accept this is where they are right now they do need to rest it's okay to rest and just because they're not looking sick it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're not feeling that mm-hmm. inside and they need to stop they need to rest mm-hmm. um and and people you know not all people I think people are all, all beautiful souls you you know me Absolutely. Em, I see the the wonder in everyone but for for other people this is like more 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 recently yeah. um ha- have said it's okay now for me to to rest. Thank you for for saying that. Thank you. Just you know, for somebody else, it feels like they know what it's like to be in my shoes, and I know it is taken. this this um, particular girly. I have known her. Well, not known personally, known her, but probably not far from the beginning of of my my SPS journey. Mm-hmm. That we've kind of like dipped and dived into um, each other's lives. And I know she can be so energized and out there um, walking her dogs, doing all the things, mm-hmm. and then she will crash. She mm-hmm. will crash. I mean, she has a beautiful, supportive spouse, but mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, there are also um, other people um, that don't have those supportive spouses, and they mm-hmm. are actually being challenged. By them and saying, "Well, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with you. You did X, Y, and Z yesterday, so Mm -hmm. you can you can do that again today." Now, come on, Mm -hmm. you know, shape up, sort it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I would contribute to that is is looking upon, like you, Lindsay. I, I try to look. I look for the good. And I look for the calm and I try to rationalise where someone is within their thoughts and um, how confusing it can be for the onlooker, particularly with diseases such as SPS. But I do think there is an unconsciousness in society which rewards productivity. Um, So if you're working and you're spinning all the plates or indeed if you have a label of illness but you're still managing the marathons and you you're doing a b and c which is um, i mean it hats off to these people i am not meaning anything derogatory or unkind but what i i am meaning is is that the attitudes towards the people that cannot do those things that the disease has become rather rather more active within their bodies they they are dealing with other um, comorbidities as well And when someone says to you, well, you know, they're an inspiration because they're out running or they're still working. Mm. Or indeed, there has been attitudes, um, even with myself, um, of people coming to me and saying, yeah, I don't feel great either. But, I, you know, I've got a very strong work ethic and I just muscle on through. I've been tired myself. I'm feeling quite fatigued myself. I've had the flu. And I think what comes from that is... um, you either become hyperverbal, so you you're, you're almost over-explaining yourself and almost trying to to justify yourself to what really is a stonewall. because these people are not understanding or or are are unable of understanding and capable of understanding where you are, because they've not walked in your shoes, or you become internally distant. So you internalise and you suddenly start to withdraw into yourself. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. It's the latter. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I can't do confrontation or explanations. Mm. That's more so um, my hubby will. For instance, let's talk blue badge. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I have not renewed my blue badge. Despite the fact that there is an electric wheelchair <laughs> in, my, mm-hmm. in my vehicle, that oxygen is carried, that a port is needed to be carried because of um, bladder stresses mm-hmm. and things. And it's stuff like this that needs to be discussed it and does. needs to be opened up about as well. All these different things that you can use to enable you to be able to yeah. continue a good, fulfilling quality of life. But anyway, I digress. So... Going back to the, the whole blue bad, badge situ, what happens during the times when your legs are serving you and you have that body of support with you um, so you're able to be helped out of that vehicle and you go for a little wander on your legs with the support of the person with you? The looks, the looks from people, yeah. they're like, blue badge? a wheelchair vehicle What? what's wrong with you then and it's not even necessarily words mm-hmm. it's those disconcerting looks yeah and um mm-hmm. the difficulty with that now to be honest that's on me <laughs> that, is, that is on me and I have to own that and say well Lindsay you know hard cheddar on you if you're not willing to apply for that blue badge to make life easier for yourself and take take it on the chin by the look of you know the looks that people give out there um that's on you but i'm sorry (laughs) it affects me Mm -hmm. it hurts my heart it makes me wobble and that discomfort can then trigger the 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 spasms and isn't it weird how something so simple can trigger an SPS body but indeed to stop that situation from occurring I no longer use a blue badge oh bless you um
0: that that's distressing as a friend to hear that spoken to you about no you've not because probably I would have Given you a good talking to. <laughs> oh, well, they, there we go then. Do, do you have a blue badge? Do I you, do. Do you I use do. your blue badge? I do. But to be honest with you, um it hasn't been used very often because I, I, I haven't been able to get out as much. Mm-hmm. What I would say is, I, I agree with you with regards to the blue badge. I do even see, like, perhaps, you know, we drive up to somewhere and by the time we've reached the destination and my husband. Parks in a disabled spot, and then suddenly I feel I can't get out of the car. I have nothing in me. The car journey's taken it out of me. I, I've been the worst backseat driver ever to my husband. <laughs>
1: Yes, that's me. We've it's the leaf. Mind the yes. leaf. Mind the leaf. Like, <laughs> what is going on? I am just so blessed that my hubby's like, it's
0: fine, my yeah. love. It's yeah. I've it's just a t- leaf. Yeah. I have turned into Hyacinth bouquet. <laughs> yes. I am like, watch that, Richard. Watch that. Don't oh, watch that there. Watch the pedestrians. Don't do this. And, and my poor husband is like looking oh. at me as if like for the love of, you know, come on you're giving me a heart attack here um and I'm like oh my gosh this is awful so but that, that is a reality we laugh about it but the reality is is our body is constantly slamming on those invisible brakes Absolutely. in our seat and we're, we're yeah. you know we're rigid and we're holding on and there, there's our poor, you know, chauffeurs going at 30 miles per hour, been very sensitive to our needs. And we feel we're white knuckling it at Alton Towers. But to be honest with you, it's exhausting. So by the time I reach there, um, perhaps that's been on. I am feeling tired. And then from there is a loss of um, confidence as well. Mm-hmm. of my ability will I make it round there without drawing attention to myself which then takes me into a cycle which I, if you don't mind I will discuss and, and I know um we will flip this over into how we have coped and how we have to to somehow take responsibility for our responses but in a gentle way we say that not with like you've got to shape up missy you know, I know, and take this, right? take take this. You <laughs> come on, girl. No, no, no. It, it's actually the opposite, and it's more mm. come, come, come to me, come and be gentle, and 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 all will be well. But with regards to the, the blue badge, so then you just you realise I'm not going to manage out of the car today, and then you see people drawing up <laughs> and giving you the look, and you're like, oh no, I just want to crawl up and just hide away. So then my heart's in my mouth and it's thudding and I just start to feel sick. And then I have to start speaking to myself and say, these people are in and out of your life within seconds. But you know you know?
1: isn't it weird that we think that if if words are not spoken, because some people do say, oh, excuse me, that's, that's a disabled spot. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. like but if no words are spoken and it's just a look, Mm-hmm. Why do we interpret that as something negative? Because the reason I'm saying this is, I often see because you know my hubby's not the one parking in the disabled spots anymore because I refuse to have a blue badge, and and I I notice people who park sometimes in disabled spots, and I have no judgment. I mean, nor even a tiny minuscule. Mm-hmm of judgment my heart goes out to them in respect of my dear soul I wonder what you're going through God bless you have a beautiful day in my mind and in my heart so why do I think when people look why do I think they're thinking something
0: negative why is that what's that about (laughs) so I think you know, I, I was going to allude to actually my use of my fold up stick, um, Lindsay, and I will go on, on to that in a minute. But it goes back to the old saying, it's not what you see, it's how you see it. So it's not how you look. It's how how or with the gaze that you cast. It's it's almost how you cast it. Yes, so when maybe. someone okay. so when I use the disabled spaces, it's because of distance. So if the the car park's empty and there are spaces that are close to the disabled parking, then I will not use that. And I will just use the space where my husband will say, well, just go there. You know, we can go in there and that's fine. But, you know, if there isn't and I'm really struggling and I, you know, five, 10 steps can mean me sitting down on a curb or sitting down on the um, next to the mannequins in a shop. And it's degrading, it's embarrassing. But sorry, Em, mm-hmm. isn't it only degrading
1: and embarrassing if we think it's degrading and embarrassing?
0: Yeah, and we will go is on it to not? that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We will go on to that. But th- this is the other thing, Lindsay, is um, perhaps when, when someone draws up to a disabled space next to me, I smile. I smile out my window to them. So therefore, I am allowing them to know, hello. The same ways I would smile. To, I smile constantly, even at work. They would say, "Gosh, here she comes with her smile and the stri- <laughs> the hospital's in red." And I'm like, "Hello!" Oh, yeah, I and love I, I have this that. nervous laughter, and you know, everyone else is going about pulling their hair out, and I'm on my my knees with this, you know, nervous laughter, and everyone's like the heck's going on with you and I'm like well if you can't laugh you cry I'd rather laugh but you know I, I smile I give a gentle look whereas let's be honest let's be really honest and I do always like to see the best in people and I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt but there are some judgmental looks we, we have to call a spade a spade and it just puts your <laughs> stomach into a twist and as you say the SPS but on top of that, it can, if we allow it, it can open up and, trauma. Another thing as
1: well that just yes. came into my mind because you know, fellow unscriptors, this is completely <laughs> unscripted. Just to say, using um disabled toilets. It's oh. another thing. Oh, um, I've that when mm-hmm. you know that that just saying it's another situation of um
0: those looks when you either go in or you're coming out lindsay i've had both so l- let me talk about my fold away stick okay so my fold away <laughs> stick my i have stick. one of those too yeah so that's my but mine's all stick. black mine's not sparkly uh, like like yours <laughs> oh you need to get on board girl you need to get on board Um, So I have my glam stick. It took a long time for me to accept that stick in my life. The elbow crutches Mm. were crushing, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I have this fold-away stick because I know, typical of SPS, I'm walking and there I am and raindrops are falling on my head. And I'm like, "Oh, look at all these pretty things. And then the next minute... Someone's pulled the plug and it's like, maybe, 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 going down. And it's like, "Okay," and out I come like (laughs) Spider-Man with my stick or Liza Minnelli, you know, and stepping out. And there I am with my cane and I'm like, right. Now, the anxiety, the inner turbulence that that used to cause of like, wait a minute, you didn't walk in with a stick. Where, where on earth did you get that stick? And you don't look as if you need that stick. And you can see all, well, I, I'm presuming that's what they're saying. Maybe they're not. <laughs> but you can see that they almost judgmental look. And an example I, I actually, I think I shared with you recently, was in church where I was walking up to receive Holy Communion and suddenly I got stuck and I just couldn't walk. There was no floor beneath me and um, it was like, oh I no. Oh, no. And all the trauma of all the words, because I had my makeup on, because I hadn't been well for a long time, I wanted to look my best going out. I wanted to look like me. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel feminine. I wanted to feel pretty. I wanted to look good for my children and my husband. Um, I just wanted to be me. (laughs) Nothing, you know, grand or, or anything as such. But I got stuck. And suddenly I was holding on to the side of the pews and thankfully was able to grab on to my husband. Um, And he had to escort me back to our pew. And in my mind, I started to cry. Um, The tears were flowing um, to the onlooker. I was thinking, oh gosh, they're thinking it's a pity party. And then I said to you, I'm not going back. I can't ever go back to that church. What do they think of me? What I came back from that Lindsay was you allowed all that to happen to yourself. You allowed all of those thoughts, you allowed all of them in. Let's go back to centre here, M. Let's go back to the self-care. Let's go back to the self-validation. Let's go back to the acceptance, you know. But it does show how damaging people's attitudes, and yes, and I know We don't like to think of people like this, but how unkind people can be and how impactful it can have. And the impact can last not just for that moment, but it gains a momentum and it Mm. can last for years, which I think has been my journey, certainly. So then you and I come to our place of daisy chains (laughs) on, feet in the grass and thinking about well, how do we work through this? How do we, detach? as I say, detach with love? So sometimes we, we do have to detach with love from people that have those attitudes in our life. And, you know, detaching with love, wishing these people well, acknowledging that perhaps they are not going to be in your life. They're not going to be accepting of you. They're actually going to be are going to have more of a detrimental impact upon your healing journey, your ability to maintain some physical strength, keep the symptoms at bay as best as we can. Mm. And that can be incredibly difficult too, because I've had friendships for many years that now I don't see these people and it's hard. It is hard. Um, So how do we move on from there without holding any antagonism or allowing any of that to almost accumulate and gain momentum and create an ugly cycle within ourselves. Because for me, that's not a state I like to be in. And I I know from knowing you, we don't like to be in that state of being scratchy and and feeling unsettled or or harbouring any bad thoughts towards anyone. I think,
1: um, just sat here and, and discussing this, it really is come into the forefront of my mind of I'm my own problem. <laughs> this has for me personally, this has nothing to do with um, anything or anyone outside of myself. Because I'm sat here and reflecting and thinking mm-hmm. of back to my IVIG days. Um, mm-hmm. you know, those 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 regular um, infusions, so every eleven days for three consecutive days, and I would have to go back and forth the hospital, and I would literally be dragging myself out of bed at three a.m. to make sure I had a full face of makeup on, that my hair was done, so I looked like Lindsay. No one else nothing else no one no one um who's working through healing from a disease nothing it was Mm -hmm. i wanted to be just me i didn't want anybody to to know to now obviously they know i'm in a hospital i'm all rigged up but i just know i was fighting and fighting against this disease like something crazy um and, and just reflecting on that moment of Lindsay, what were you putting yourself through, my mm. lovely? Why would you do that? And I would be in tears, absolute tears, trying to get myself sorted because the pain was so bad. The fatigue. The fatigue is not fatigue. It's the wrong <laughs> word. It's a fatigue that is like this is not you've worked hard all day or you have been Mm -hmm. doing 18 hours you know for the last month this isn't that fatigue this is all-encompassing I can barely breathe fatigue yeah um but I think where I'm going with that is just trying to say for me I don't I mean yes there, there has been comments in the past in in the earlier days from people who don't particularly know me who would see a photograph and oh look at her with you know those hair extensions in and you know sat on a beach and had they not known that there was you know oxygen right next to me and i'd just been in a full full you know seizure spasm whatever it is you want to call it um that my life was was for my body was falling apart it felt that way that there was this Mm -hmm. internal fight this internal struggle to Mm -hmm. just breathe and to hang on by my fingernails and they had no idea the psychological effects i was going through from having um plasmapheresis Mm -hmm. so four separate treatments of that as we touched on in the past but the scars that that it left that it left in in um, in my neck and wanting to hide that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was huge yeah. for me it it played a, a huge part in a in the psychological damage of how my body was changing with scarring with deep dark eyes mm-hmm. with dry paper thin skin
0: and oh, trying yeah. to
1: cover it all up so I still looked like me and if I still looked like me that meant I wasn't
0: well Hmm. I can very much resonate with that, Lindsay, because ah, goodness, I think I was in a very similar situation. I couldn't actually utter the word "stiff person syndrome" until a few years ago. I I refused to acknowledge its existence, and like you, I I think that the term "invisible" was I was invisible when the disease was visible. So when people didn't see me was when I was really, you know, the, the kicks and the, the, the punching and the pulling, as you would say, were really taking place. So nobody seen me then um, because, I, A, I wasn't feeling well enough and B, I didn't want anyone to, to see me like that. So then when I did come back out and <laughs> like, ta-da, here I am, I had my makeup, I had my hair done. And like you, I was trying to maintain this persona of I am well. I am well because I'd been unwell for so long that I was used to being in that pattern of not acknowledging where my body was. And I would fight through all of the fatigue and everything. And again, using the the, the word fatigue loosely, that fatigue, I could fight through. This Mm -hmm. one, as you say, I need to walk walk beside it or lie beside it most days. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, I recognise myself when you were, you know, when you were explaining where you were. Now I allow the mask, I allow the mask to to be taken off some days. Other days, you know, when, it's a strange thing, Lindsay, because some days when I'm feeling absolutely hellish and I look hellish and I, I don't look like the young woman that I am. I've acknowledged that I look some days a lot older than what I am, and you have witnessed on camera me going from sometimes a pointy face and by the end I I'm blowing up like a balloon and I'm, you know, I'm puffing and I'm swelling because my body's working hard. Mm. But sometimes on those days, those are the days where I'm actually popping the blusher on and I'm popping the mascara on. And to the outsider, looking in, if there was somebody coming into my life, because I'm, you know, I'm very much in, in in the house most of the time, it could look strange, like, well, you're well enough to put makeup on, you know. But actually, it's almost as though that's one of my tools. So that when I look in the mirror, I, I'm almost saying to myself, you don't look sick, you're okay. If you can put makeup on, you know, when you said today, before we started recording, if I'm walking, if I'm able to move, then I know I'm all right. And I think sometimes for me, just walking by that drawer and just popping the blusher on so that when my children come home from school, I don't look as bad as what I'm feeling. You know, taking into account Celtic colouring doesn't help. (laughs) You know, who needs Halloween when you've got Celtic colouring? You're like Halloween all all year round.
1: I think as well, that's another thing, sweetheart, with that even within your own home, to protect your your littlies that are around you, so to speak, in a, in a respect of mum's doing fine, all is well, my little yeah. darlings. And I know like with, with my eldest daughter, I mean, she's a grown woman now and mm-hmm. still it plays on my mind when she comes in from work and I'm in the bed. Oh, me too. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like this week. It's been a scary week for me and I really have, like, my little heart has just said... Come on, Lindsay Lou, come to mm-hmm. me, come rest, all is well, this too shall pass. But here I am with my fuzzy hair, my PJs that I have been in since last Friday, um, you know, I hadn't had a wash until this morning, and that in my mind of my, my little girl, not my, my little girl, but she is my baby, yeah, <laughs> come, coming it, baby. home from work, and that look of, mum, are you okay? are you okay? And I'm like, yes, my darling, of mm-hmm. course I'm okay. But does that serve us? I don't know. Um, I think knowing that we're giving that appearance over to our children so they don't worry as much mm-hmm. because they can see the changes. They're not, you know, not silly.
0: No.
1: Um, but I notice she says less than what my hubby does now he will come home from work or he will FaceTime and he will be Darling, you're you're not looking well. You need to rest. You need to rest, and that is when it's like a hammer to the heart of mm-hmm. oh no! I But I want to look well to you. I yeah. want to look all, and this is even with like a little bit of blush on and and mascara. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I can see. I see in your eyes they are the window to the soul, and I see that you're struggling right now, and that's a hard pill to swallow because. When when someone comes into your life, if you don't already have SPS or another um, whatever health challenge that's going on, you go through those emotions of they didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation to have with yourself. With, um, because I think ultimately where we're going with all of this is this is on us as individuals. And if we shift our mindset, this situation of uh, you sent to me yesterday, sticks and stones will break my bones. bones but uh, words will, will hurt. hurt me. And I was yeah. like, oh, that is profound. But words can only hurt you if you allow them to mm-hmm. hurt you and this is very much i believe a state of mind and this goes full circle yes. to acceptance. acceptance i mean because my hubby says to me my darling i love you i love everything about you the good the bad the the ugly as you say um, um you know not ugly as in the way someone looks no, i mean ugly I said, as in the ugliness that disease can bring into this yeah. absolutely And, you know, you either believe that person who is so lovingly saying this to you. Yes. And you deal with your own um, SHIT that's going on in your head, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because you cannot keep questioning that person. This is all about you and how you see yourself. And you know what, Em, I have been practicing. Louise Hay, she has been a marvelous inspiration, Mm -hmm. Um, her books and her works. Um, And it's been hard, but to get to the point of with or without makeup on, of sitting in front of a full length mirror Mm -hmm. and saying, I see you. Mm -hmm. I love you. You are light. You are love. You are joy. I love you, Lindsay. Lindsay, I love you. I love Mm -hmm. you. I love you. And smiling with that Mm -hmm. and accepting Those days that my skin does look paper thin or my eyes are dark or, you know, the the, it's just, I'm
0: just not looking great. (laughs) Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. Silver threads among the gold. I've noticed quite a few of them coming in. Absolutely. And the alopecia, the bald spots. (laughs) God bless you. God (laughs) bless you. But
1: I'm just saying when you can get to that point of Mm. knowing who you are. From the inside that healing happens you have you know you are so empowered if you just realize that if you just opened your eyes and turned them inwards and saw that the light Mm -hmm. is in there and all of this acceptance yes it's a journey and there is some mucky stuff that you will have to work through and it's uncomfortable at times but it's within you and that acceptance once you get there Um, What other people think, it means diddly squat because you're home within yourself and you know that you're perfect just the way you are. And no matter how you look, whether you look or singing or dancing and you are having a wondrous moment of being able to be up on your legs and dancing in the field with all the flowers and the wondrous, you know, nature. Yeah. Or whether you're led in bed all week, that it mm-hmm. has been that, that scary week this week of saying, but it's okay. I accept this
0: right now. It's okay. Yeah, Lindsay, I think I said to you this week, constantly this word acceptance has been flashing mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. my eyes. And I think the key to stepping away from like a perpetuous abusive cycle of Somebody saying this, and you allowing it to penetrate, and then it just continuously—you know, like an old cassette recorder where the wheels are going, and your the tape continues on and on. Um, stepping us outside of that is acceptance. And we've spoken actually this week. We've spoken very deeply, you and I. We've our friendship. I think we've stepped into a completely different realm in our friendship this week, um, with regards to really talking from the heart. Um, and you encouraging me. Come on, come on, Em. Let's mm-hmm. start opening up that heart because I, I I do still go into almost a protect and shield mode because of. I am still working through to a degree sometimes. Um, I think, uh, um, Lindsay, part of that is that my world's a little bigger than yours and I, I'm engaging sometimes. Yes. So, yes. It, I, you know, I, I'm having to face that slightly head on a wee bit more If without, with all due respect to yourselves. No, you're um, absolutely right. My, my world yeah. is tiny. Tiny. And the people that are in it,
1: they've been... They, they've been dealing with this for a long time yeah they understand
0: it and yeah you know so whereas, yeah whereas I you know I'm still having to put myself sometimes out there in a situation with strangers who don't know and to the outside I just look like an older version of my husband's wife <laughs> I am a heavier um, in weight version of myself, which I struggle with. And I'm learning just to say, well, do you know what? This is where you are. And be thankful for the body that you have that is serving you and is supporting you. And it is actually coming through some really dark and difficult days. It is working hard. Stop abusing it by your mind by saying, Oh my gosh, you look terrible, or I hate, you know, I hate myself. the way I look I can't fit into those clothes so what this body is working as hard as can be but going back to the acceptance for me from the beginning of my journey Lindsay has been um when people you know when I I hid this for so long people didn't know I was inadverted calm is sick. I don't like that word either. So people didn't know. So they only started to know when the SPS really started to gain a momentum and then other things were kicking off. And I started to withdraw. So um with because through you know my body wasn't supporting me so to all the school events, my husband suddenly became me. And I found mm. that incredibly difficult. And then in my mind, I would think, gosh, they would think I'm a disengaged mum or I'm not caring or I'm not yes. wanting to turn up. And then when yeah. I turned up, I I did look completely different to the person they had seen two, three years ago. And then those comments would come, etc. as we've discussed. But to the trusted people within my um, community, within my my old parish that I grew up in um, that, you know, perhaps had been speaking to my parents and my parents being parents would say, oh, you know, she's not too well or she's been in hospital. I would always say to them, don't pray for me to get better as such. Just pray that I embrace this cross, that I can carry this cross. Mm. I have accepted this is where God wants me to be. This is where I am meant to be. Um, and therefore, I need to be able to embrace it because if I drag it, then I will be discontent, and I will be, you know, in a place of unsettledness. And and I've never ever questioned why me, because I always thought if it was in a room of loved ones, and there was, you know, somebody was saying, right, someone has to have SPS in this room, I always said that I would step forward and say, give it to me. Don't give it Mm. to any of them. Give it to me. I'll take it. And I just wanted to share a beautiful story with regards to, um, you know, you're talking about Louisa Hay, but one of the the stories that I I think I speak to you often of is um, the stories of the saints. And I have a very... Oh my heart for this little Saint Bernadette um, of Lourdes, oh my heart, this gentle, beautiful, humble little soul who was an illiterate wee soul, um, who then went on to write some beautiful writings, but she'd a very difficult life, she um with asthma, and um and actually in our, our church we've just celebrated um the Feast of Lourdes. Um I'm sure anyone of, of all denominations will have heard of Lourdes um, and it's beautiful and, and if you do if you're ever in France and you're close to the Pyrenees you know there is no sign to say persona non grata for any you know if you're not Catholic you can't get in here it's a place of love and acceptance and for anyone just even to walk through the grotto and experience everyone in this state of prayer love and happiness my my husband was agnostic and he actually broke down into tears he was like i've never felt anything like this everyone was just in a state of of peace he said it was like heaven on earth but anyway i digress this little saint um experienced very much what this podcast is about because she hid that she had TB in her lungs and that she had a really aggressive tumour on her right leg. And she's a tiny wee thing. Lindsay, she must be smaller than you. (laughs) I don't even think she is five foot. Um, She's a tiny, tiny wee thing and and tiny in spirit as well, small and gentle in spirit. Um, So regardless of denomination, nobody could deny the beauty of this little soul. And when she, she had to move away from Lourdes and her heart was aching because she was a, she was from a poor family. She worried about her, her parents. Um, but her father actually gained employment and she entered the, the convent, um, the Sisters of Nevers. And when she went up there, they had heard of, of this little saint and her receiving these apparitions. And everyone can think you know that within a community, a religious community, everyone is of love and light, but some people can be very lost they can they can have a dark night of the soul where they are carrying through their religious duties, but their emotions have almost shut down, and that's mm. their cross to bear, and they should not be judged. But there was one particular nun who really had it in for my little Bernadette. Um, and every time I watch the song of Bernadette, I have to look at that nun and try and find great compassion. But anyway, Bernadette started to show um, signs of being very unwell and limping. But this nun, because she had lived such a, um, a life dedicated to God, she could not understand why this illiterate soul had been chosen. To to receive these apparitions of the Blessed Mother, and so therefore could there have been jealousy? I don't know. I can't speak for this this nun, but anyway, she then started to point out to the Mother Superior that Bernadette was faking, and that she was trying to draw more attention to herself, and it became more apparent as as they would be you know, walking, saying their vespers, which is a, a prayer. That said, morning and evening, and um, within religious orders and with Lady, that she would be limping and then she would be start, starting to struggle to carry out her duties. So this nun was then charged with taking care of Bernadette. People noticed she was a, she was only in her thirties that she was she was deteriorating quite quickly. So one day, um, she actually approached Bernadette in her her cell and said, "A cell, as in it's." Not a cell, as in a prison cell, but it's a a term that they use for a room in a convent, a cell. And um, she asked Bernadette, why you? I've dedicated my life. I have fasted. I have done all these things. And this gentle, beautiful, gentle, beautiful little soul. She said, I don't know. I don't understand either. I don't know why they chose me and she said but i can't understand i have suffered greatly this this other nun was saying and little bernadette then said perhaps she, she this caused her great agony because she wanted to hide the suffering for god you know she wanted it, nobody to find out about it and everything to be offered up for god but she realised how tortured this woman was, this fellow sister. And she said, perhaps this will allow you to understand. And she lifted her robe and showed this open tumour that was eating away. It oh, was open no. flesh. And that nun had that a great moment of realisation. And she nursed and cared for that little soul until her death. So when I was going through my difficult moments of the words coming at me, the, the, the rolling of the eyes, the misunderstanding. Where did I go with that? I could have chosen Lindsay, a dark path of, and I think perhaps once or twice I did think, "You don't understand me, see me roar." <laughs> <laughs> um, but that I I recognised that wasn't me, and that was me in almost a desperate mode of, please, please believe me. I'm not. I don't feel well. And therefore I realised, OK, you know, let's go back to the basics and reading stories such as St. Bernadette, St. Therese, reading the lives of the Saints, which I've alluded to, has just been so inspirational. It yes. gives you a moment of calm. Yeah. It takes you to the heart space. Mm-hmm. It makes you realise, OK, OK. You know, I just I wanted just, to share that story with you. I think beautiful,
1: um, absolutely beautiful. A little bit sad, but beautiful, you know. What I did want to just pick up on is, firstly, with regards to weight. Um, mm-hmm. You experienced on one side of the spectrum, whereas I was on the other side. And I became extremely thin Mm -hmm. Mm definitely looking thin now that was made known to me and I think anyone with um Mm -hmm. SPS or any other any other health challenge again that's going on if eating becomes extremely difficult um because with this came gastric issues Mm -hmm. and then obviously medication played a part too spasms where I was burning off so much energy was mm-hmm. was contributing and I went from uh, because obviously I just had my 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 wee boy my son um, and what felt like in a blink of an eye I kind of went from ten stone plus and through my SPS journey, you know I hit about five and a half stone mm. and the comments, of well just eat something what's wrong with you just eat something do you not see how awful you look and it's like do you not think i don't see (laughs) do you not think i want to be able to eat like Mm -hmm. i used to be able to eat um and that's been a massive part of my healing journey too of um you know healing my gut and um introducing foods again and organic foods and all that kind of thing so i just wanted to say to anybody listening who is having um difficulty in their physical you know their physical appearance because of low weight um and you know being challenged over that just to say i hear you and you you will get through it there are there are ways and means through this one other thing i also Mm -hmm. wanted to say before one forgets is when you say about bearing a cross, Mm. and I very much, you know, I am with you on that. And you know, I am very much a mixed bag Mm -hmm. of um, the faith that I follow because it's kind of, it comes from all the faiths. And it's like, it's all mixed in this bag. It's shaken up. And there's Lindsay, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you talk about, um, and this is having much respect for all faiths, Mm -hmm all religions speaking of this cross and I very much felt that way um within this journey until recently I would say so over these three years how things have changed with me because it was a case of okay God (laughs) source energy consciousness whoever you are that is you know with me um guiding me that light within me i accept this is where i am now i accept this pain i accept this loss i accept all of this Mm -hmm. but that didn't mean that i had to stay there does that make make sense and the reason why the reason why i'm sharing this is that there is a photograph of this beautiful beautiful angelic Young lady looking back at me, my second daughter. So Mm -hmm. she's my youngest. And it's funny, I was talking to um her sister last night when she came and sat on the bed with me, and we were having a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a chit-chat. And I have this photo on my phone that my my little girl sent me, and it's it spells hope. And underneath um each letter, it says um it has the individual words of hold on pain ends and my little angel she sent me this just before the stem cell transplant and I clutched onto this Mm -hmm. dear life and I thought what an insight to this young child that she Mm -hmm. is able to look at these that you know this word hope Mm -hmm. to look at this word and 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 be able to open her mum's eyes to something so incredible that is in my grasp absolutely so between that yeah. and and their photographs and going through this transplant and how I have moved through that particularly and like I said in the last three years of okay I accept where I am at the moment this is as you say my my cross that I'm carrying and in other aspects of my life as well this doesn't just mean SPS related no, no. Um, mm-hmm. it could be in 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 many other aspects of one's mm-hmm. life but that hope for change it is so real it is so powerful and working towards mm-hmm. that to allow the hope to actually become a reality that you yes. know we can do things with this disease that will serve us that will lessen its intensity.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Lindsay again the word acceptance just just flashes forward yeah um, because you know embracing across however you want to to describe where you are in your journey allows for hope and the only way that we can continue each day is with hope and faith to allow the sun to shine through Mm -hmm. so I think that brings us to coping with I know it sounds perhaps to someone who's maybe in the early stages and someone has just experienced the sting of the words you don't look sick Mm -hmm. Um, or perhaps even they've experienced it from a medical practitioner who is you know you, you know the words that are out there Lindsay Munchausen's functional. I've worked in a healthcare setting. I know these attitudes exist. So if there is someone that's sitting there really stung and really low and thinking, what on earth are these two harboring on about? Can I just reassure you, we have been there. We have sat where you have been. And the only reason we can talk and go off topic and come back in and not be stuck in that horrible, dark place of hurt and rejection and questioning yourself is because we have walked that path but gentle souls as Lindsay would say and and you know is there is another way there is another way it is a journey of healing and it does start with a, it it's a hard task acceptance it's a hard task it's one that this week I have really had to work at, because I have said to you, I'm a OK when the symptoms are not there, and I'm like, diddly dee, high ho, silver lining, there I go, I'm um, you know I'm fine, and then all of a sudden yesterday today, it's like, oh no, okay, so this is real, this is here. Um, I think
1: yeah. I think I'm sorry to interrupt no, sweetheart okay. but I think the the difficulty with acceptance is that no one can do it for you yeah <laughs> it, nobody it's can do solely it solely on you
0: it and, is
1: it and is when handy. you feel so out of your depth and you're scared and you're fearful and you're yeah. guilting in yourself shaming yourself acceptance is nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near it's not. Um, it's a work in progress so by no means or uh, you know our MRI saying you know click your fingers get up do
0: a little happy dance and all will yeah. be well by no means are we saying no. that not no and all. and never the words you know give yourself a shake absolutely not the only <gasps> no, time to you give yourself no. a shake is if you're on that kitchen dance floor and you're feeling <laughs> the vibes you know <laughs> And sometimes, sometimes that's what you need. If you're not noise sensitive, sometimes you need to pop the tunes on, drown out those people's voices in your head that are saying all these things, and find yourself, find that strong, a strong person that you think has, has become weak because of this disease or other elements in your life. And you actually realize that within, right within, and there is incredible strength. In, it's so ironic. In your moment of weakness, in your moment of suffering, there lies strength. There you know lies what? you. Am um, you saying that? I think that's what
1: it took for me. And and I think I've touched on this with you before. Of where I hit rock bottom mm. and below. I mean, yeah. there was. I, I just when you you, you hit the floor. And I mean, physically, you hit mm-hmm. the floor and you are begging on your knees, God, help me, mm-hmm. help me, show me the way. Please give me strength to do this. And I think when you're in that place where you can't ever imagine that you would be because it doesn't happen to you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That doesn't um,
0: happen to me. happens yeah. to other
1: people. <laughs> but I think yeah. it takes to get to that point to then be able to start surfacing and coming up but also one more thing I want to say is when we talk about you know you have the power within that's where it all is it's in you Mm -hmm. don't look outside you it's in you Mm -hmm. but if you are in a place where you're not able to let those if you are having nasty words said to you if you are being disbelieved if you're not able to let those in and let the light inside neutralize them if you're not there Mm -hmm. Put the armor up, get the shield up, let it all just deflect from you Mm -hmm. until you're in a place where you're balanced and steady within yourself. Then you can allow whatever is going on out there to come in and it will not
0: cause you to wobble. Absolutely. And what flashed in front of me there, Lindsay, was how do you go from rocking on that floor to pulling at your hair, to Mm -hmm. squeezing your own head? to thinking, I cannot take any more. How do we, how, if somebody's saying, how on earth did you get from there then to where you are able to open that door, stand outside, breathe, lower the shoulders, look to the sky, look to the twigs, look to the little birds. How do you get from there? And this, it, it's a gentle, gentle process. The acceptance really does have to come from within because only you know how you're feeling, only you know how your body's feeling, and only you can fully appreciate how psychologically that impacts upon you. How your body is not the young 30 40 year old that's out there doing all the things. So, learning to silence the external critics starting to silence the inner critics and it it does take work it does but that tiny tiny step if you start it today if even listening to this allows you to take that tiny small step forward it's a step forward that you were not ready to embark upon yesterday or an hour ago Mm -hmm. so seize the moment do not be afraid and yes that can mean that you do have to detach from some people in your life. Mm-hmm. But but detach with love. Don't carry this this baggage of ugliness and deflecting how you're feeling onto the what their words, you know, blaming their words for how you're feeling. Detach with love. Accept that they are where they are in their journey. Perhaps they're poor souls because they don't have the empathy or compassion that you have within you for others, that can be difficult as well if you're an empath and other people are not as empathetic as yourself. You think, well, you know, you're a bit stingy, (laughs) you know, take it down the tone there, girl, you know, that hurts. But don't carry around this baggage of being um, resentful because Really, all that does is entwine your heart. It Mm -hmm. puts, I often speak this to my children about from a very young age, Lindsay. And sorry for you know not allowing you to continue on there, but I often, when they were teeny tiny, I always said to them, Never allow jealousy to enter into your heart. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's like a thorn bush and it will wrap itself around your heart and squeeze it until you can find no joy for anyone not even yourself. Absolutely. And it's the same with this journey of acceptance and the cruel words. Or sometimes these people aren't even aware that they've, they've wounded you so deeply. And mm-hmm. that's a shame because they don't have insight. That's a shame for them. Have compassion for them, you know, that they, they don't have that within them. As yet, pray or hope that somewhere along their path, they will develop compassion for other people, but don't allow this this to wind itself around your heart because it will fester and grow. And from that, th- there isn't real internal acceptance. There isn't that ability to start healing that's personally. Right. Uh, yeah. that, that's my yeah. take on it. Other people, I, it, it might sound all yeah. out there.
1: No, I completely, I completely agree with that because when you say detach with love, when people take the attitude of, you know, OK, you've hurt me. Get out of my life. And that hate builds or they stonewall you. They, you you know, they ghost you like, get out. I'm done. I'm done. If you're the person doing that because this other person has not had understanding for you where you are with regards to SPS and, and your journey. If you don't do, you know, detach with love that anger that you feel towards them because it's almost like you're screaming at them, understand Mm -hmm. me, see me. And this anger that you hold on to and this lack of forgiveness Mm -hmm. towards them, all black and yucky inside your heart. And as you say, it will strangle you. There There are situations in my life where there has been so much hurt and it would be so easy to be a very bitter Mm -hmm. hateful person but I have nothing but love and forgiveness and it's okay you know they know not what they do exactly and just being with that the bit that I struggle it's not forgiving other people that's not what I struggle with It's forgiving myself. If Mm -hmm. I have made poor decisions, choices, if I, you know, my behavior has been poor, if it because it's been out of my control. And when you're scared and you're in a fearful state, you react in ways like it's totally unbeknown to you. I I look back on parts of my experience with this journey and I'm like, no way was that me. No, no way. No way. And, and learning to forgive that part of me Mm -hmm. in in my life, that is the hardest part for Mm -hmm. me. And I think what I wanted to say was when you say, how do you get off that floor when you have cried yourself dry to where, you know, it's like you go into vomit Mm -hmm. or you do because you're in that much of an emotional Mm -hmm. state. There are two things that will bring that change into a human being. It was for me anyway, and that's inspiration or desperation. And I was desperate. Mm -hmm. Now I make changes through inspiration. I Mm -hmm. keep moving forward because I'm inspired to move forward. The disease is still there. Mm -hmm. Situations in life, they're still there. The chaos is still going mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. in, a, in a, not as it was, in a, you know, in other aspects of my life. But what I'm trying to say is, ultimately, I'm still me, I'm still Lindsay, and SPS still encroaches upon my life. What makes me so different now to what I was then? If you are so scared and your world has become so terrifyingly out of your control that place of i don't want to die i don't want to die but i cannot take this pain Mm -hmm. anymore and i am not just talking physical pain Mm -hmm. fear pain life pain family pain loss Mm -hmm. pain career pain you know finance pain grief grief oh gosh that's the word grief yeah grief you know And if ever anyone listening, if ever you get to that point, reach, reach out to to anyone, someone on a support group to me or or, or someone, anyone, you know, you don't have to go through that on your own. And I think I felt that's where I was. Mm -hmm. So that scream out to God was literally I am terrified. Help me. I want to be mum. I want to be wife, I want to be Lindsay, I I want all the things, where is it all gone? I am so Mm -hmm. scared. Um, and the physical symptoms are so strange because the, the way I think, the, the, there's like a science space behind mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what I think. So if I can understand it, I, I can take it on and I can work through it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't understand mm-hmm. SPS. I just Either don't can I. get it. No,
0: I don't um, get
1: it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but learning sometimes, that okay, there are these strange symptoms, but don't be scared don't be scared dear one don't be scared this is all it is all a journey so you know to get to a point where you are growing as a person because you are inspired and through inspiration and and taking on new things through inspiration expanding your boundaries through inspiration but still having sps in tow and this is the difference between desperation is fighting against Mm -hmm. the -hmm. ghost inspiration is walking alongside SPS that's the differentiation for me um, yeah
0: yeah I I think um Lindsay how you've described that there I was lost in the moment I actually just had taken my eyes off you and started gazing out into the window just listening to you taking all of that on board and, and could just resonate so strongly and connect with you and I think one of the things that that came into my mind as you were talking was that for me anyway um, God places people in your life mm-hmm. so people exit your life but that's that isn't that's a normal process of life we are incredibly lucky if we have the same people in our life from you know from a young age to we're where in our, our kind of twilight years I'm talking about friendship etc oh speaking of which when you're talking about inspiration and allowing the light to come in. I just want to mention, I, I, I have a, I have got a small group of friends who have been incredibly loyal, as we've touched upon, and one of them sent me a message the other day. She's over in New Zealand, and they're, they're experiencing a lot of um, um, extreme weather conditions, but she just makes me laugh because she she talks to me still as M. As from the wee girl she knew, you know, when we were dancing to Madonna in her, <laughs> in my mum and dad's kitchen. Um, and she still talks to me like that as though I am no different. She acknowledges, she'll say, oh, I'm sorry, chick, that you're not feeling great, but let me try and what can I do to make you laugh or make it positive but it's not in a toxic positive way Mm -hmm. it's in a way of come on I know you I know there's light within you I know there's a spark within that girl of mine and I'm going to make that spark happen in a day where she's just feeling just a bit down and you know down in the dumps things that life's hit a wee bit hard so I just wanted to give a wee shout out to her because she has been listening Uh, while she's ironing I'm like oh I need to send my ironing over to New Zealand you know come this Way, come over here, do my ironing. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, don't be afraid. The whole well, typical of me going round in Spaghetti Junction to say, do not be afraid to allow people in. Yes, mm. you have to be careful. Yes, you will be sensitive you will be slightly raw, you will be watching. You might even um, misjudge or misinterpret behaviour or words because you're so sensitive. Goodness knows, Lindsay's on there like, hey, girl. And and then the other day I, I had to reply to Lindsay and say, hey, chill. And um, you picked that <laughs> up the wrong way, <laughs> and there wasn't any tension. It was just us being so sensitive with one another because mm. we're we are very much aware we where we have been in our journeys, um. So we, we do not want to cause any ripples of, that you know, um, not a butterfly, but like almost like a um, a cyclone in the stomach of like, oh no, I don't want anyone to ever feel like that from my words because I know how hard mm. I've been myself, and we're tiptoeing around one another sometimes, aren't we? And until one of us comes out and we're like, look, um, this is what I'm thinking. And you're like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but I didn't want to say it. (laughs) What did I say to you yesterday? Stop being so accommodating. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, chill, just chill.
1: (laughs) Can I also just say when you mentioned about letting people in before you and I started talking three years, I didn't hear anybody else's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bar um, my own and my and my hubby um and that was I don't know so many reasons yeah. so many but that place of loneliness mm-hmm. and not knowing what a friendly voice sounds like yeah,
0: yeah.
1: um and you're singing nursery rhymes to yourself um yeah. Well, you know, you are my sunshine. It's 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 my song with with my oh, three my three litlies. and I yes. always remember you are my sunshine. Oh, mm-hmm. how I love you! And you know, just how sad on reflection that is. Oh, bless you. There was not a soul in my life, and I think I just wanted to just briefly share that because SPS can become the loneliest of journeys whether it's because you have detached from people or whether people have detached from you whether it's been with with nasty words disbelief whether it has just been Mm -hmm. because they they just can't handle the situation anymore you know all the things so I think I just wanted to say if you're alone now again that doesn't mean you will be alone forever if you allow people in Your world can open up. And my world is still very small, very small. I mean, there is only Mm -hmm. you and three other ladies that, are, you know, that are in my circle and only one that I see physically um, every now and again when I'm able. And thank you as well for Sunday, my lovely lady sending hugs and kisses. She knows who she is. Um, but but just saying that if if you're in that that moment where where I was of there mm-hmm. is no one or nothing left in my world this is dark this is scary this is cold I don't mm-hmm. recognise my life or myself mm-hmm. it will not stay that way it no won't. life is constantly changing mm-hmm. but only if you allow it so when we responded to each other that day it was a, oh my gosh, it was a blessing, you know, for us both, for different reasons. And that, building mm-hmm. that friendship with you, mm-hmm. has now turned into reaching out, you know, to, to someone else. And now that yeah. friendship is is growing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. I think I'm just saying, don't shut down the doors, the walls, the blinds, the blinkers, you, you're not on your own. No, no you're not alone um so just wanted to share
0: that i i think you're absolutely right and just to to kind of round up there because again you know what, you and i we, we could talk for hours on this we could talk yeah. for hours on anything you <laughs> and I is don't be alone again don't be alone with this if you need to retreat and and find yourself and and find that moment of growth those moments of growth and perhaps it, it that does require you to retreat mm-hmm. um Learning to be able to sit with yourself, learning to, to love yourself, but not with self-pride. You know, I, I, this is a conversation you and I have spoken of, but learning to just be gentle and embracing yourself, is, mm-hmm. you know, but allowing others in, allowing others to come into your life, to enrich your life and allow the, the loving words to start to enter of, I hear you. I'm not just listening to you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I love you um you are my friend and um, you are my sunshine and that i believe you i believe you i hear that your day's been really hard i'm not going to compare it to my day all i'm going to say is i'm here speak away and that's often what lindsay and i do there are mm-hmm. sometimes we cannot find the words and all i can say is lindsay i'm here sweetheart just keep recording keep talking and I'm here. I don't know what to say to you to make it better, but I can be here for you. Allow people in and allow allow yourself today or to continue on this healing journey. Allow the inspiration to flow. Allow yourself to breathe in that fresh air, to let the sun shine through. And I would just say, you know, this, this is not a commercial podcast and it's it's certainly not about um, number crunching or, or looking at um, who's listening, et cetera, although we, we are delighted to hear that we are reaching an audience, that we're helping people. But what I would say is, is if you're looking for a small group to to feel safe, to come over and, and perhaps, you know, chat, even if it is privately, find us on Facebook, come over. Mm -hmm. We've got some beautiful relaxing videos on there. We share many happy heart moments that actually have some difficult moments entwined until we reach (laughs) the happy heart moment. We are human beings. We are but human. And we have walked this this really rocky path and continue to do so. Lindsay and I often think we're off to the seashells and then all of a sudden we actually realise that Ben Nevis is in front of us. And we're like, (laughs) well... (laughs) Who took the wrong turn there, Lindsay? (laughs) Who had the map? But what I shall say, Lindsay, is is finishing up today is that we will leave you with a poem and some birdsong or rainfall. We've not decided which one to attach to that poem as yet because we are unscripted and we have had a hellish week. (laughs) Let's just put it out there. If you're having a hellish week, we're with you. And look at us, we're smiling today. But what are we going to do? We are now looking at one another, smiling, seeing the friend's face that is starting to tire. That is needing to go and rest and replenish, and I'm talking about both of us here. Um, you know, <laughs> A bit personal, eh? No, I'm talking about me. My face is ballooned up to about three times its size. I thought how beautiful you were looking today. No, that's prob- well. Is that because I'm in the distance? I don't know. Do you know what? actually? I know this is going on. I noticed last night my vision was bloody. I need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there's another journey of acceptance I don't know um, but yeah just you know looking at my friend looking at myself on here my face is bu- starting to balloon up it's recognition of time to rest time to press pause I don't know what my afternoon's going to entail because I'm all over the place at the moment it's not so much a toolbox but perhaps some fireworks going off. <laughs> don't know oh. what to, to catch yes. but that's okay it might just be some some relaxation it might just be some you know happy time with Monty a cup of tea you know me and my tea and probably just lying supine flat out on the bed my bed is going to be my best friend today what about you Lindsay what's the afternoon got for you well I wish very much I had a Monty
1: so Mm -hmm. when my husband listens to this when he's out driving the truck note
0: note to you Mm -hmm. I'd like a Monty please Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. A gold, yeah he, he promised a golden retriever i heard he that did. conversation he did.
1: so um you know just just put in there in there um so yes i with the week i've had you know my lungs have been giving me dreadful yeah. trouble um this past week there was a spasm on the stairs you guys um, you. last last friday and i have not been right since so this has been my my first event yeah. Of anything yeah. um this week. Uh so I I really am giving myself permission to just go and cozy back up with my hot water bottle. But I think what I will do, um, because it's my happy birthday next week, uh-huh. my fellow uh-huh. inscriptors, <laughs> and he has had some time booked uh-huh. off work. So I think I may take the leap, have another little look at um that shepherd's hut at the foot of the mountains and maybe let's book that this afternoon and there will be happy heart moments next week so i think that's what my weekend and not my weekend (laughs) my afternoon um is going to going to look look like but i will i will um send you a whatsapp message to say Em, I've done it. I've booked it. Yeah. Um, Because if anybody is like me, and Em and I had this conversation again, sorry to drag on, but um, doing things like that, how difficult it is for the brain to wrap itself around. Mm -hmm. We will discuss all things like that with processing the, fluency. Yes, pro, yes. Yeah. let's let's discuss because this is this is very long.
0: It's very it's long. long. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to cut you off now. Goodbye. It's a goodbye for me and it's a good and it's a good by <laughs> like, oh that was on the two Ronnies back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> it is super long and our editor will be like what and earth are you two up to? I've warned the both of you. <laughs> right, I'm off. I love you, my friends. Oh, I love you much, Lee, And thank you so much to everyone. Um, I really hope your afternoon is a gentle, fruitful, um, peaceful afternoon. Lots and lots of love from your verbose hosts. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. I am fine by Mary Higgins. I noted your shared mistrusting glance today, although you thought you were discreet. I knew with all that was within me, this would be the last time we would meet. As we offered our goodbyes and well wishes, I truly meant them from my heart. I accepted there with heartache from your life I must depart. You see, I've travelled this road so frequently one of mistrust and disbelief. I never would have believed how a word or a gaze could be personified as a thief. I was vulnerable for a spell and your words and looks robbed me of myself and invalidation. Each moment of self-care was second-guessing, filled with angst and hesitation. I lost myself for some time, afraid to simply be me. I didn't think the label the doctor diagnosed was meant to redefine me. I thought on my good days it was okay to look pretty and be me. I didn't realise this would be met with. You don't look sick to me. I have to walk away now, you see. I have found myself again. She was waiting for the silence, the inner smile, Oh, she was desperate to dance in the rain. She is very special to me. I am very special to me. I know and understand how different each day can be. It may seem invisible, but no matter, it's not important how it may seem. I've learned to detach, smile through those words, and hold on to my dream. I hold on to my dream. The sun will come shining through. On those days, as I lie and fight the silent fight, I understand I am invisible to you. I have learned to trust again. She is gentle, patient. Oh, she is so very strong. She is accepting, happy and encouraging. She has been silent but present all along. She is healing and is searching to find another way. She takes time to smile, talk to the birds, and pauses frequently to pray. I love her very deeply, although not with a sense of self-pride. I love her because in the darkest days she will whisper, All is well. I am fine. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, SPS Unscripted Podcast. If you would prefer to DM us privately, then do so with the Facebook Messenger app. We're also over on Instagram, SPS Unscripted Podcast 1, all one word. A gentle reminder, we are not medical professionals. This content is reflective of personal journeys where we follow advice from our medical teams. And we strongly advise that you always consult your medical professional for advice.